The following audio content is a talk given at the Inn, a college ministry of University Presbyterian Church in Seattle, Washington. For more information, please visit our website, theinnseattle.org. We invite you to join us each Tuesday at 9 p.m. on the corner of 16th and 47th in Seattle's U District. All right, you guys can go ahead and have a seat, unless you guys want to stand, then you're welcome to. I'm going to. Thank you. Um, my name is Brian Petermeyer. Uh, I'm on staff with Young Life College. Actually, sorry. I'm on staff with Young Life um, in uh, the Northeast Seattle area, which is here. Um, and uh, so I oversee the high school and middle school Young Life, as well as uh, I also help run the Young Life College at UW. Um, I said that because it's a new job, so it's still not in my head yet. Um, so, kind of weird. Um, I was an intern here in three years ago after I graduated from the Linfield College University. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and uh, so I came up here to be an intern uh, after I graduated and uh, had a great experience. So, actually, the seniors in the room, it's here for the seniors. There's about seven seniors in here tonight and four that were cheering for them. Uh, But they were freshmen when I was an intern, so it's kind of cool because it's like, my people. Uh, So anyway, just to give you guys some perspective on when I came out here. Um, To give you a little information about me, I was a communication arts major in college. Um, That really means nothing. It's kind of the biggest joke among my friends is, uh, oh, he's a comm arts major. Because uh, it's not like, oh, comm major. Not, I, and I, I have a lot of respect for comm. So I'm not trying to knock on the comm majors out there because I'm with you. But when I tell my friends I'm a comm arts major, they're like, you're comm plus arts? Like, come on. And I'm like, what do you do, communicate artistically? And I say, uh, so anyway, um, I'm excited to be here. Uh, so in the last couple of weeks, Janie and Ryan and Kate have spoken about from Isaiah and talking about the um, Israelites um, being forced out of uh, Jerusalem into Babylon, and they've been in refuge. And uh, so they've kind of bro- broken that down a little bit. And um, so living as refugees, so they're not in their native land. They're they're not. It's not their people. They're like hostages or something. So it's negative. I'm just trying to portray the negative connotations in your mind. Um, and uh, so they've been talking about that, and, uh, and, the pro- and, and Isaiah, the, the prophet, uh, and the words that have come from God to the people uh, the, through uh, the prophet Isaiah. So it's God, Isaiah, people, prophet. Um, I'm a visual learner, so sometimes I'm a visual teller. So just watch, I guess. Um, uh, so tonight, we're going to talk, continue to talk about exile. We're going to talk about redemption, uh, joy, pain. We're going to throw a little bit of Christmas in there um, because everyone's favorite holiday, right? Um, and now that we're past Thanksgiving, we can... Uh, finally let go of the chains that have uh, bound us from Christmas music and listen joyfully. So, 
Praise the Lord for that. Um, and I'm also going to tell you guys a little bit about my story and my last couple months of my life. Um, so pray with me now uh, as we ask God into this time. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be together and uh, to worship and to laugh and talk and, and eat pizza. And uh, we're, we're blessed to have this time together to worship freely. And uh, I pray that you are present tonight, that you're here right now, uh, that you're in me and in, in the students, and um, that this would be a time where we walk away knowing that we're closer to you. So we give these things to you and give it this night to you, Lord. And pray your name. Amen. Um, okay, so a little breakdown of Isaiah. Again, I give you guys a little mini breakdown. I'm going to break it down even more. Uh, so these people have gone through a lot over the last, not last, over the, like a couple hundred years span, okay? And they kept asking the question, God, where are you? One that I know I've asked a lot. I'm guessing you've asked a lot uh, because it, it, it happens. We don't, we don't, God is a mystery. We don't always know, so we ask the question, God, where are you? And they've asked, them, themselves have asked that question a lot as well. And as they've gone from from their land in Jerusalem, gotten forced out through battle to Babylon. They're under the rule of another, of another, of another king. Uh, they're asking God, as they're getting defeated out of, their, out of their land, where are you? Where are you? They go into this other place where they're uh, refugees. God, where are you? And all of a sudden, their king gets defeated, and they have to go back to their native land. And it's kind of one of those things where you go, oh, there you are. Like, I, I, I know it. There you are. And those times where you've asked yourself, God, where are you? And you realize, oh, there he was. One of those times. Oh, God, here you are. So they get back to their land. So it's like, oh, we're back. This is our land. We got it. It's like king of the hill. It's my king, my hill. They're back. Okay, you get it. <laughs> Pounded that one in. Uh, so they're back. And they get there. And so this, 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 this land had been conquered by, uh, by this king. So it's not necessarily in the best condition right now. So they get back, and, well, it turns out when you're gone and nothing's happened, it's still going to be destroyed. So they get back, and they're like, oh, uh, forgot about this. It's like when you, like, go on vacation, and you don't clean your house or your room, and you come back, and you're like, oh, crap, forgot about this. Um, like that times a million? I don't know. Um, so back, back to the same question, God, where are you? Um, so we're going to take a look at uh, Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1 through 7, uh, which seems 1 through 7, that's like seven verses. It's a decent chunk, especially when you look up there, but um, roll with me. I'm going to read it for us. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They'll be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor, They'll rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They'll renew the ruined cities that they have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks. 
Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards, and you will be called priests of the Lord. You'll be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion, and instead of disgrace, you'll receive in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. Okay, so we good? You guys read it, right? So we should be straight. Um, okay, so I don't like reading big chunks, and I did it. So now I'm just going to explain it to you guys a little bit. Um, so first of all, this is, this is the prophet Isaiah speaking to you. So he's getting the words from God. Prophet means he's, he gets the word from God, and then he speaks it. So think God is an iPod, Isaiah, speakers. Okay, there it is. <laughs> iPod speakers to you. Um, but I also picture this in my head. As a, as a prophet, this is just what it looks like in my head. Um, okay, so um, what's that, God? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Okay, because the Lord has anointed you. What? You're breaking. God, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Oh, me. Uh, okay. I just picture this, like, communication of, like, ah, oh, shoot, I'm in a bad coverage ceiling here. Okay, God, now I got you. Now I got you. You're back. Um, that's how I picture it. I don't know if you see that, but as just hearing word from God and then portraying is a different thing for me, but in my head, that's what it looks like, so... Uh, so remember that he is, he is prophesying to the people um, of the future. So this is, they're back in their land, and he's saying, uh, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me, and because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. And so he's saying all these things. This is the future uh, of Jerusalem for the Israelites, for the people. So this is the future he's telling them. He's uh, prophesying the future. Um, so their hope, they, see, they hear hope. Like, it's, it's hope that was, I just read hope. If you didn't hear anything, what I read was hope, okay? Break down one word, simple, spark notes. They even have spark notes anymore? Good, good for you. I'm happy for you. It's <laughs> the only reason I graduated, so. Um, so they hear hope, and they're like, all I see is ashes, because their whole city, nation was destroyed. Well, funny that I said ashes, um, because I've seen some ashes lately. Um, some of you know, most of you probably don't, um, but me and my family have gone through a pretty traumatic experience over the last two months. Um, this is, I, I tell the story not to say, um, feel bad for me. Come say you're sorry. Give me a hug. Okay, that's not what I say. It. Uh, so it might sound like it because it's pretty, it, it can be kind of bad, but just know that I'm just sharing, you, sharing this with you because it's been an important part of my life. And God's used it a lot, and so I want you guys to know about it. So, precursor. Picture, Bana. <laughs> Boom. There's my home in Portland. Uh, there's an orange Oregon State beaver flag hanging. Um, I lived there for 24 years of my life. If you look closely, you don't have to look that close. There's no roof on the house. Um, that's weird. Uh, well, my house uh, caught on fire. Uh, on September 29th, 2012. Um, and uh, we don't know why, but uh, me and my family were traveling south from Portland to Medford, Oregon uh, for my grandfather's memorial service. And we leave at 7.30 in the morning, get a call at 10. 
from a neighbor saying, hey, sorry, buddy, your house is on fire. Come on. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it was me, my brother, my sister-in-law, uh, my sister, my brother-in-law, my niece, and my dad. My mom was already down there. So we're all together in this Explorer, okay? Packed in. We get this news, and it's like, uh, don't even know how to respond. Um, so uh, this is the picture uh, the day after. We actually, just so you guys know, we stayed down there for memorial service. We, let, we didn't let the house burn, but it was kind of a, kind of a goner at that point. So we, we said, let's cut our losses. Let's go to the service and, and try and, and spend time with our family. Uh, so we got back the next day, and this is what our house looked like uh, from the back. This, this is actually in the paper, so kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> And here's the, here's the, the real heater. <laughs> Let's hit that next one. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, like I'm not talking about just like, oh, well, that's, that's sad. That's crazy. That's some serious fire. Like, I, I'm impressed. When I see that, I'm like, God's big. That's impressive. Uh, it's a bummer that's the house. Yes, it's a bummer. Um, so our house burns down and, uh, I don't, we don't really know what to do with it. It's this weird, like, what do you, what do you do with this? This is everything in our house. So our house is a total, it categorized at a total loss. Um, so everything was burnt in the house. Um, not everything was actually fired. Like the front of it, you can see it was, I mean, it actually looked okay. Right. But inside fires, the smoke does most of the damage in the water because they hose it down. I guess there's like 11 fire trucks, and so it's kind of this big production. So I actually appreciated that part of it. Um, so, uh, so, okay, God, right? Here's the question. Uh, God, where are you? That's the question. Our house just burned down. God, where are you? And uh, so God's taught us a lot through this. My family, uh, you can ask anyone in our family, we're pretty close. We're, I thought we were close before. You know, I, I was close. Me and my brother were tight. My dad and my sister was, we were like kind of friends. And my brother-in-law is really cool. And we play basketball together. And all of a sudden you're in this small car and this happens together. And it's like, yeah, we're tight. And it's like, like you're tight. <laughs> Something about crying together brings you, brings, you, brings you closer. And just being like, okay, uh, what do we do? What do, what do we do? And uh, we find ourselves praying in the car and kind of being like, hey, we have to tell our mom our house burned down on the day that her, she's celebrating her, the death of her dad. You know, it's like, Ugh. it went really well, just so you guys know. My mom is solid. She's super solid. I watched my, by the way, I watched my parents go through a fire uh, and you learn a lot about them. And I've, what I, one thing I've realized is my parents love Jesus, and have a lot of faith in him because uh, I get to watch them go through it, and I go, if I ever have a tragedy, I want to deal with it that way. Um, so that was pretty impressive, but still, God, where are you? Um, funny part about this scripture um, is this passage is, uh, I was asked to preach on Isaiah 61, and that that chunk of verses, chunk of verses, was... Uh, randomly showed up in our family that week. Um, so the, the day my grandpa died, it was in my mom's devotional, okay? 
uh, mourning. Uh, it talks about mourning. Um, uh, oil of joy instead of mourning, and that kind of stood out, right? Because that the word because the word mourning. Um, and then the fire was on the day of the, my dad's memorial again, right? I mean, the verse came back in, and all of a sudden you've got ashes, you've got mourning, you've got um, the crown of beauty, all this stuff. It's uh, it's this is bad. How is there good in it? And um, that is Israel. It's they have their land back, but it's totally destroyed. How do we find good in this? And um, we we found a lot of good in it actually. Um, the next picture I have. Oh yeah, I didn't tell this part. Um, it's this mug. It says beauty, beauty from ashes. Okay, it's a pretty standard mug. Uh, this was in, there's like six of these I think in the house. Um, that w- my family stayed at and is still living at right now. Um, there were six of them just sitting on the counter that they had gotten from some conference. Okay, They were out of town. They said, hey, you can stay at your house while yours is gone. And we walk in and we're like, beauty from ashes? Like, isn't that the crown of beauty from ashes? Yep, that's the verse. On the back it says Isaiah 61. It was kind of like crazy. And then, I, and then church... Ryan Church goes, hey, uh, so here's the sheet. Here's what you're going to be preaching on. And I was like, I read it, and I go, I go, huh. And I was like, oh, someone must, have, someone must have told him, right? Like, oh, they told him, hey, you know, this has been a significant verse in Brian's life, so, like, throw him a bone here and let him talk about something. <laughs> and no one would ever say that, but I was like, hey, you never know. So uh, I was talking to him. I was like, well, you knew about, you knew about the, uh, the verse thing, right? He goes, no. I was like, well, my whole family? No. And I told him, he's like, no way. <laughs> bro, bro, no way. <laughs> That's serious. Love you. Um, okay, so this next picture I'm going to show you, this is just a zoomed-in version. Um, but I'm just going to tell you about how God showed up in this all, Okay. So in that heat pocket that is just to the right of the chimney, <laughs> heat pocket, heat pocket. Um, so that's where every memory from my past lays. Okay, every picture album, all of our ornaments, right there, heat pocket, and um, so. We're trudging through the house a couple days later, just like me and my dad and brother are like, well, let's go in, I guess, and see what's left. Uh, maybe there'll be like a, I can't, I mean, we didn't even know, maybe something. So we're through, and all of a sudden, right below that, um, the roof is, everything's gone there. Um, but we're looking on the ground, and all of a sudden, I see this red, this red little packet. And so I'm looking at it, it's burnt, and it's a Costco picture packet, okay? And so I look at it, and there's, it's singed around the edges, and on each side is, is singed, burnt. And so I just kind of like, oh, this looks like pictures. I peel it. So I peel it back. It's like, oh, picture. Oh, another picture. Another picture. It's like, oh, these are crispy around the edges, but salvageable. And so I was like, hey, Dad, check it out. Like, seven pictures. Like, oh, cool. Set them down. I was like, maybe I can find some more. Like, I kind of like being the hero sometimes. And people saying, way to go, Brian. So at this point, I'm finding every way to get a way to go, Brian. So I became picture guy. 
And uh, so I was searching for pictures, and I, we found a lot, actually. And uh, so this is just a small picture of what it looks like, of how God showed up in this all. We knew it was going to happen. We found these pictures. We found a ton of stuff that day that God had spared in the fire. And it was one of those things where you look there and you go, God, where are you? And you go, hmm, right here. Seven pictures from my, from my, from my childhood. All of a sudden, really significant, right? Uh, and so there's some small things like that that we found that were, was really, really cool. Um, and... Uh, it's funny about pictures. This is what I realized. Pictures go in the closet or in a bin, and they don't come out. Like No one's like, hey, let's take out that box of pictures. If they're in an album, maybe. If they're in an album, maybe. But if they're in a box, see you later. Until your house burns down. Uh, then, you, then you might find a couple. And it was kind of cool to be like, oh, I would have actually never seen these pictures. I just wouldn't have. Um, but with ornaments, this is a lesson to you. I'm not that old, but you guys are younger. As you guys get older, start collecting ornaments when you go on like vacations or cool things. Because ornaments you take out every year, right? You see them all the time. Or make like picture ornaments. All you Pinteresters out there, raise your hands. I know there's a couple guys out there. Where's Zach? Love you. Uh, Put big picture ornaments. I just made this up right now. Be genius. You see him every year. There you go. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, so we're going to take a look back at Isaiah now. Seamless transition. Okay, so verse, verse we're just going to look at two verses here, so it'll be nice and easy. Um, and this, these are the significant verses that, that stood out for me and my family. Um, and it's verse 2, it says, To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Um, let me cut it off there. So, this is significant. Um, I mean, this, those verses, that's the heart of God right there. Comfort to all who mourn. Uh, uh, comfort to those who mourn. Provide for those who grieve. A uh, crown of beauty instead of ashes. Uh, oil, uh, oil instead of mourning. Garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. I mean, those are two, like, those are a bunch of contrasts, right? And that's the spirit of God. Uh, that's that's the heart of, of our God right there. And um, whether uh, whether it's whether it's us or Israel, and that's God. That's who he is. Um, and uh, it's significant reading this because it's like whether whether I'm an Israelite or it's my family, like this is God, whether it's whether you're a student or work for an accounting firm, that's the heart of God. And Israel found a lot of hope uh, through the prophecy that came from Isaiah, right? So this, this chunk and, and all of Isaiah is coming. It's a prophecy from, from God to the people through Isaiah. Speaker, iPod. So this is significant. And uh, they found hope through Isaiah. We find hope 
in Jesus now. Our Redeemer. You know, the idea of a Redeemer uh, makes all, all things, makes them new, uh, buys them back, makes good. There's a ton of ways to define a Redeemer, but it's basically to make good. Uh, and you look at, uh, you look at my house. That's a bad thing. But God is redeem is it has started the process of redeeming it. Whether it's a picture or a broken plate that my mom had or something, but just it's it's the process of redemption. It's a piece, um, and it's it's begun, and um, and it's all these things. I mean, you guys have a ton of places where where God is in the process of redeeming things, or uh, or you can look back and go, that was a bad thing, but I I know God made it good. I can see this point and this point. Or maybe you're in the middle of a bad thing going, well, there's some redemption to be done. That's all I got at this point. That, that's very possible. Um, or maybe you just started the process where you found a couple pictures and you're waiting for, uh, for things to start. But, uh, you know, we, at our house, we tore, we tore the house down the structure this weekend. And it was super healthy for my family. And this, this dead structure was, was up for so long. And the backhoe came in, and literally, it was like a dinosaur came in and just <laughs> ate the thing. It was insane. Like, you see those big things, and they're powerful. Again, really impressive. Uh, but to see that go down was the, was the part of that process of redemption, uh, that the rebuilding of a house and... Um, and, and further on in, uh, in verse 4, it says, they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They're talking about the city that, they, that got destroyed. Uh, that's the process of redemption, right? He, Isaiah is saying, this place will be rebuilt. It will be rebuilt. And it might take a long time because they make like bricks out of dirt and clay. And I don't even know how they made buildings back then. I was only history minor as well, so. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't have anything to say about that. I, fell, I just fell across that. But he's saying this is going to be rebuilt. It might take a long time, but same thing with the house. Part of the process of redemption. This will happen. It might take, it might take a while. It might take a year for the house to be rebuilt. Um, my dad told me something the other day. And just so you guys know about my, you guys, somebody doesn't know, but my dad has been kind of my, one of the rocks in my life. And He's shown me what it means to, to follow Jesus, and, and I've been extremely blessed by that. I know that. Um, and he said he was mowing the lawn at the house. He's trying to keep the lawn up still and whatever. <laughs> he's mowing the lawn, though, and he said that he, he heard God say, it's going to be better. And he was like, yeah, I was sitting there, and I felt like God just said it was, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be better. And... Uh, like myself, he's a, an, an emotional side, um, and uh, so he's just he's sitting there and just lost it, just started crying, and because of of the faith that that my dad has in in God to make it better, um, to re, to redeem to redeem that situation. Um, so how does this? I said at the beginning was gonna, I was going to talk about Christmas. Well, I haven't really talked about Christmas. Um, but at the same time, this is very significant to Christmas. Because Christmas, we celebrate, uh, we celebrate the birth of, of Christ, right? Jesus, baby, manger, all that stuff. 
the birth. Sometimes it gets lost in Black Friday and all that stuff, but we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. And uh, through this season, um, as we seek God in, in the season of Christmas and the holiday that it is, um, you know, whether it's, it's your house or it's your life somehow or it's exile, maybe you guys have been exiled, but uh, we find hope in Jesus, in, in, in little eight-ounce, six-pound, six, eight-pound, six-ounce baby Jesus, right? <laughs> like, that's who we find hope in. It's the birth of Jesus. And it's fulfilled. Our hope is fulfilled through the birth of Jesus. For Israel and for the people in, in Jerusalem, their hope was through the prophecy that came through Isaiah from God. Ours is already fulfilled because Jesus was born. And that's why we have to celebrate Christmas. And so remember that as we go into the Christmas season. And uh, it starts, starts now. It starts as of Thursday. And um, our hope is fulfilled to the birth of Jesus. Let's pray. God, thank you for uh, the, the times where we have to fully trust you. And it's not always easy, and it rarely is, but um, God, I'm thankful for, uh, for those times because we look back and we know that you are the Redeemer, and you are the one that makes all things uh, good. And uh, so, Lord, as we go forward into Christmas season, I pray that we'd remember you and remember this is about you and the birth of Jesus and uh, the one who came to save the world. And uh, so, Lord, we're thankful for uh, this time together at the end. And uh, pray for the last two weeks of school. Pray this in your name. Amen.